one part called Understanding Your Teenager, which is basically about why kids go strange around the age of eight and stay strange till around the age of 28. <laughs> the other seminar is called Living With Your Teenager. That's the one we're doing tonight. And that's this, the essence of tonight's seminar is how to stay in the same house with them when they're being strange for all that period of time. Now, as I go through this evening, I'm going to be sharing with you lots of stories and challenges and ideas. A very practical seminar tonight. But it's going to be very easy, as I do that, to give you the impression that I expect you to be some kind of model parents. Please don't take that ambition upon yourself. Because if you do, all you're doing is inviting guilt to yourself. I'm sure some here have had this sort of experience. You have a 15-year-old son, and life is basically hell in your house. He doesn't want to come when you call him, doesn't want to wear what you buy for him, doesn't want to eat what you put in front of him. He has forgotten how to speak. Now, instead of using words, he uses grunts. Yeah, nah, uh-huh. He smells. <laughs> He's got a friend who's just the same age as he is, and his friend is such a lovely boy. He's polite, well-mannered, articulate, and clean. And this boy and his mum have such a great relationship. They talk about things with each other. They share things together. The mother has trained the boy so well that some days at school, at lunchtime, he goes to his bag, takes out his phone, and calls his mum up just to see how she's getting on. There is a boy like that somewhere in Australia. He's probably on a scholarship up at Scotch. Now, you see this going on and you say to yourself, I wish I was a parent like that. And when you do that, you make a dreadful mistake, and the error that you make is that you forget that she is able to be the parent she is because she doesn't have your son. And the other thing is the real problem being a model anything. When we were first married, my wife would introduce me to her friends, and she would say, this is Graham, he's a model husband. And I'd puff my chest up and feel really important, until one day I looked in the dictionary for the meaning of the word model. And I found that a model is an artificial representation, usually scaled down, a copy of the original and commonly for demonstration purposes only. You don't want to be model parents, but real ones make a real difference in the lives of your children, and that's what tonight's program is all about. With this particular seminar, more importantly than anything else, what I'd like to do is to affirm you in your role as a parenting. My, my experience has been that parents today are afraid. Parenting is a hard task at any time. But you suddenly get confronted with this teenager and we are assaulted by all the messages in the media about all the awful things that kids do and happen to kids. And we're told, that our kids, are told by our kids and by their peers that we're probably doing the wrong thing. And, and it's easy for parents to start to second-guess themselves. I'm sure many here have had that experience. You, you have a confrontation with your 13-year-old son or your 15-year-old daughter and you have this huge blob and you think, oh man, have I done the wrong thing? Let me tell you a secret right at the outset of the seminar, something that might cause you to not want to stay. I hope it doesn't, but it might. The parents who really needed to come to the seminar tonight didn't. The very fact that you're here says a great deal about the quality of your parenting. It's not bad parents who come to seminars like this one. It is good parents. And what I have... Oh, this lady's giving us a little, a little rah here. Yeah. yeah. You might have to work harder to convince him. But... I, but Parents do. We, we, the, only the good ones come out for training. But the problem is, because of the nature of the society in which we live, I find that parents second-guess themselves all the time. And what I've come to discover is that most parents, even the bad ones, instinctively know the right thing to do. That our, our first reaction is probably the right reaction. It might need moderation, but it's there. But because of all of the pressures on us, we tend to constantly look at ourselves and think, no, I may be doing the wrong thing, or look for another alternative. What I want to do tonight is to give you lots of ideas. 
and there'll be a few challenges in there as well to change a few little behaviours. But more than anything else, to give you the courage and confidence to keep going with the parenting that you're basically doing now, because you're probably mostly doing the right, the right thing. And one of the factors that complicates this that I'd like to address tonight is that parenting is the one industry in life to which you cannot bring a results orientation. We live in a society today where it seems that unless something can be measured, it has no value. We test ourselves by our results all of the time. If you're in sales, there's a chart somewhere in your office set your, your, your target, your goals for this month. If you're in teaching, there's certain levels of achievement the students have to, to experience. If you're in building, you've got to have this much of the thing built by that particular time. And if you haven't, you're a failure. You can't do that with parenting for a whole bunch of reasons. The main one being that many of the results you hope to see in your child, you will not see till they're 23. Most of the results of your parenting will be invisible until the child has become an adult. Not only that, and this is the hardest part, many of the results you hope to achieve through your parenting will be directly contradicted by your child as it goes through that whole process. It will seem like you're totally failing. Not only that, we live in a society that seems to say to us, we're constantly failing. You get, jump up in the morning, you have a cup of tea before you go to work, you watch Sunrise, the Today Show, and some expert will come on and talk about teenagers, and you'll watch this little segment and think, oh, I'm such a bad parent. You see what all the other parents, you come to the school, all the other kids seem so nice and well-behaved, and they seem to get out of the car so politely, and yours kind of argues with you all the way. You think, I'm such a terrible parent. And of course, if you live with a teenager, you're quite possibly living with someone who constantly tells you what a bad parent that you are. So tonight's about reassuring and encouraging. What tonight is not, though, is that it's not a crisis intervention seminar. There are many, many big issues that confront teenagers today and teenagers' parents. My wife and I decided we wrote the programs to quite deliberately not specifically target those issues. Oh, we'll cover those issues tonight. I'll talk about things that will help you build resilience in your kids in terms of the big danger issues. But there are three reasons why we decided that our seminar would not be about those big crisis issues. You know, the ones, the bullying, the cyberbullying, the sex, the drugs, the alcohol, the mental health issues. The first one is this. There are many programs about parenting adolescents available in Australia today. Many websites and resources available. And they're almost all about the pointy, the sharp end of adolescence, about the crisis kind of stuff. We thought we'd do something for your kids, normal adolescent kids. Secondly, even though the crises are really severe, suicide, drug addiction, early pregnancy, sexually transmitted diseases, cyberbullying are horrible, horrible things. But when you actually analyse the these statistics, it is only a very small percentage of Australian kids who actually get seriously hurt or involved in those particular things. Those who do, for those families, it is horrible. But the vast majority of kids in this country will just nibble at the edges, be slightly touched, and then we'll move on. And the third reason the seminar is not about that, and this is the one that convinces me most, is that even those kids who are in crisis, who are experiencing the most horrible aspect of adolescent life, are not transformed by that into something other than normal adolescent kids. The 14-year-old girl who's pregnant is facing very, very serious adult issues. But she's not an adult. She's just a 14-year-old girl. The 15-year-old boy who has a drug or alcohol dependency problem is fighting the case, facing the kind of issues that even adults shouldn't have to face. But he's not transformed by those issues into something other than a 15-year-old boy. 
And basically, with many of these kids, one of the best ways you can help them if they are in crisis is to address more effectively the normal issues. And that will give them the platform to build their, their recovery upon. So then tonight's about normal kids and normal parents, and hopefully we'll have a good time as we go through and pick up lots and lots of really good ideas. Mm -hmm.